This is Homer and Tony. Oh, baby, some real passion there. You got some I did. real, some you real, real passion. If I would have asked my next question, you'd have been mad. At yeah, yeah, you'd have ruined it. So you know what my next question was? What? Should I take six to one odds that comes back to the Green Bay Packers? That would have been rude, wouldn't it? Rude. That would have not have addressed you would have the ruined the moment. Yes. You don't have the heart that Jason has. Uh, that's true. I do want to add <laughs> one thing. Of course, your book is the only one that matters to you. You want to win, a, you want to win in college basketball? College football. You're Steve. You don't listen to reason. The facts prove it. Wait, 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 wait. What facts? You have no facts on that. Sure. I really don't have an opinion of any value. <laughs> Thank you very much. Can you say that again? What did you say? I really don't have an opinion of any value. Taken out of context, I feel like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue, this is Homer and Tony. Harmony, the Hall of Famer Tony Smith, is on assignment today. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks have acquired Jay Crowder for five second-round picks. Pieces of, gra- pieces of grass. Yeah, and you, uh, I looked at another deal. What was this? Oh, get this. The Clippers have acquired Nuggets point guard Bones Highland and shooting guard Eric Gordon from the Houston Rockets in separate deals. The Clippers are sending second-round picks in two years for Highland. Gordon is involved in a three-team trade that has the Memphis Grizzlies receiving Luke Kennard for three second-round picks. Um, a lot of second-round picks getting tossed around out there. Yes, you know why? Because there are no value whatsoever. No, there's just... a lot of grass out there. And we're not talking weed grass. We're talking just grass. A second-round pick is worth a piece of grass. So you're no problem giving it up. And more importantly, on draft day, when you want to acquire a second-round piece of grass because you traded all your second-round picks, as the Bucks did, five, um, some of which I think they've acquired from other teams or they're going somewhere else. I don't know. When you can easily get one on draft day because it only costs a piece of grass, then everybody's going to keep doing this uh, because there are there can be value to a second-round pick. There's a history of some. I don't know what the percentage is. Someone probably knows that. But if it becomes more costly to acquire a second-round pick on draft day, then this might change a little bit. But it's clear. If you don't want to give anything up, (laughs) give them a second-round pick. Maybe an announcer. What else could be other than now a second-round pick? Uh, a G League player, the top G League player or something. Bag of, bag of basketball. Bag of, what can they do when they run out of second-round picks as part of a deal that's worth less than a second-round pick? We can certainly take any assistance on that. Um, the top three at three, because it has to do with all this. The best of the best. The, the pick of the litter, the creme de la creme. This list is as exclusive as it gets. Three, two, one. Okay, let's run. It's the top three at three with Homer and Tony. I don't know the context. Pebble can figure this out. But the NBA, the trading deadline, this has been a spectacular. 
spectacularly good period for the Bucks. Think about it. How much easier is the East? Kyrie Irving, gone. Going to Dallas. Kevin Durant, gone. Going to Phoenix. I mean, the East is significantly easier. And the Bucks acquired Jay Crowder. Which of those three things, I hope he's not listening, that's probably, definitely the least significant of the three. So now, in the East, who do the Bucks have to deal with? Is it pretty much just Boston? I mean, it should be Boston and the Bucks in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, right? It should be. Yes. Yeah. No contest. Brooklyn, down. Now, Brooklyn clearly made moves of importance because... They picked up first-round picks. What did they get from Phoenix? The first-round pick for like 100 years. I think it's the f- next five picks. Uh, I think I'm correct on this. Tony's not here, so I won't have to prove it. Somebody could. Uh, you cannot trade your first-round pick in back-to-back years in the NBA. Nobody even knows why that is. I believe it's because, and Pebble, you can check. There was an owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers by the name of Ted Stepien, who is viewed as the worst owner in the history of professional sports. And when Cleveland sucked, he traded back-to-back number one picks, first-round picks, one of which I believe became the first pick in the draft or first or second pick, and the Lakers had it, and the Lakers were really good. They had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they still were able to draft Magic Johnson. It had to be the first pick in the draft. Wasn't Magic the first? I don't know why I even thought he was the second. But think of that. You have a great team, and you're able also to get the number one pick because I believe Ted Stepien, worst owner ever in the history of the world, gave up first-round picks in back-to-back years. After that happened, the NBA decided we have to protect our idiot owners, which, of course, they didn't have to do because nobody's done it since, and nobody would do it unless you were just an idiot like he was. I don't know if uh, Pebble has been able to verify the accuracy of any of that. I'm not sure, but. I'm just happy. It's the benefit of being old. I was alive when it happened. I don't know exactly who. Yeah, at one point the Cavs had traded away five consecutive first-round yeah. draft picks covering 1982 to 1985. Now, which one was, does it say one was Magic Johnson that the Lakers got? So they, because Jabbar was there before, I think, Magic Johnson showed up. Maybe a year. I believe Magic Johnson had been like 82, the first pick in the draft. Put that up. This is old-fashioned where you didn't have all the information right in front of you, but I was correct. Ted Stepien was his name, right? S-T-E-P-I-E-N. So he's an American businessman. Yeah, he was very successful, but an idiot. And I don't even know who he got. The the Lakers drafted Magic in 79. 79. Okay. So when were those picks? These picks were between 82 and 85. Oh. Wow. Did they get 79 from Cleveland? All right, I have to look that up. Man, it's going to be terrible. If Tony's uh, on assignment but listening, he's just going to rip me to shreds. Uh, all right, uh, still, the key is the NBA, great for the Bucks because everybody is getting better in the West. It's getting easier in the East, and the Bucks got Jay Crowder with that toughness that everybody wanted that Tucker gave him. Yes, Pebble. And uh, my top story on the top three three today, Marquette women's team knocks off number four UConn. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned And the that. Huskies' first back-to-back losses since 1993. Yeah. That's a span of 1,084 games. Imagine that losing uh, back-to-back games for, like, what, uh, 20-something years? Yeah. Un- or 30-something years? Unbelievable. Uh, 1,084 games, so congratulations to the Marquette women's team taking down number four UConn.
And the Huskies back-to-back wins for the first time in forever. In forever. Yeah, that should have probably given it to them. Can I change? No, I'm going to stay with the NBA. All of a sudden, the West got bigger, that's stronger, the East got easier. The NBA world will be shocked if it isn't Boston. I mean, who could get in there other than Boston? Uh, Cleveland? Atlanta? I don't even know. Uh, who's any good in the East other than Boston and Milwaukee? Nobody's at their level, is there? 1-800-990-3776. You're going to have to wait. Sixers, I'm, maybe? Sixers, yes. Excellent choice. You're right. I forgot about the Sixers. Yep, they would be the next one. Uh, and if the Sixers knocked off either Boston or Milwaukee, uh, it would be surprising but not shocking. Uh, I mentioned one eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six because we do uh, Rain Man tonight because I was on assignment yesterday. So Rain Man will follow what's next, and that is Tim Van Vorn, Fox Six Sports. The three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on Homer and Tony. Tim Van Voren is brought to you by Mars Cheese Castle, a Wisconsin landmark that you need to experience off I-94 in Kenosha. Meats, cheeses, bakery, bar, and restaurant all under one roof. Learn more at MarsCheese.com. wrong. It was not Ted Stepien, though he did trade away a lot of draft choices. It was the New Orleans Jazz who made a deal to get Gail Goodrich. And when you got a good free agent, you had to give the other team something. They gave their first round pick to the Lakers, who in a flip of the coin got Magic Johnson. So I'm glad the Hall of Famer's on assignment. He would uh, accuse me of making things up again. Um, what I was accurate about was Ted Stepien was an idiot. but and He played for the Lakers, too. Uh, so yeah. he, he knows Buck. Yeah, that was long before. Yeah, but he... Uh, he he was not the reason that uh, the Lakers were able to get Magic Johnson. So, uh, joining us now is TVV Tim Van Born, Fox Six Sports. TV may might have known the correct the accuracy of that. Did you know that uh, the Lakers got Magic Johnson because of New Orleans uh, acquiring free agent Gail Goodrich? I remember Gail Goodrich going to uh, the New Orleans Jazz. I didn't remember all the details. Obviously, uh, the, the the direction of a couple of franchises shaped with. Partially shaped. Yeah, that I mean, they, the New Orleans assumed they wouldn't be that bad. Uh, they were horrible that year, even though they had Spencer Haywood and Pistol Pete Maravich, because everybody got hurt, and so they end up uh, being terrible. And that uh, that helped the Lakers, and they won the flip of the coin. And I don't know uh, who was the second pick in the nineteen seventy nine NBA draft. Uh, mm. You know, I don't. No, 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 I don't. Yeah. Because Bird had gone before that. Yes, that was a scam. On scam that special rule. Yeah, they just yeah. they scammed him. Uh, they, uh, you had to sign him before the, the what they do the day, they sign him a day before the next draft or something. So yeah, he was a, drafted the year before, if I'm recall correctly, drafted the year before, and then you keep their keep his rights right. until the next draft. Right, and they couldn't sign him then, or he didn't. I don't know what it was, but yeah, they the Red Arbuck scammed the NBA. Right, I mean that part. You gonna join that club? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, great. For the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, all the good players go to the go to the West, and they get uh, Jay Crowder. Am I uh, overstating how this is uh, a very good day for the Milwaukee Bucks? 
I think it's a very good day in total for the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely, partially, as you say, because of the, the drain on the East. Uh, and somebody might rise up. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Boston is, I don't know if they're formidable, but we'll see. Miami, somebody might do something. But this has to be kind of the way the Bucks looked at it going into the season. You didn't think they were going to really change that roster much at the trade deadline. I remember talking about that with you guys when they brought back so many guys uh, and they kind of locked it all in. Here's one piece that they hope is very similar to, uh, you know, a P.J. Tucker-type ap- uh, acquisition and gets them to the promised land, at least gets them to the finals, and then you have to see who comes out of that West. Yeah, who said, uh, and I get Pebble, the, the only, it's it's Boston and the Bucks, but you got to give Philly some. Yeah, Philly, maybe. There's a possibility yep. of it, but it's still, uh, everybody will be significantly surprised if it's not Boston and, uh, and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, that would be right. And I don't know. I know Jay Carter because you played at Marquette. I don't want to oversell that. It's a nice addition, but it's well, it's a it's a it's a half court postseason addition, right? It's yeah. a guy who should be better. Some players would be rusty. I think he's better not having played this season. I would assume, unless he's just you know falling off the cliff, he comes in for a limited time and can do what he does best. Eighth team in eleven years. You know, it's kind of fascinating that. Um, you know, he's seen as this difference maker. That That's a lot of moving around uh, during his NBA career. And granted, he, you know, started a little slowly. But um, once he's found it, he's done awfully well. And he certainly was, he was in some de- demand. I think the Bucks zeroed in on him and wanted him for a long time here as this uh, kind of played itself So out. if he makes it, wouldn't it be like three different teams in the NBA Finals? In three straight, three or out of for the last four years or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's no question. I mean, he's a. He's a guy who's seen as a you know stir the drink kind of uh, winner type player, and he's excited about being in Milwaukee. So those are a couple of things that have to line up well for the Bucks. Marquette fans are excited about you know him coming back. I saw some of those people already out. You know, uh, here we go, uh, reconnect. So you know, it, it, it's a good. I would agree with you. Your initial point. It's a good day for the Milwaukee Bucks. And maybe you'll see him before I do. Uh, ask him if he still owns the pistachio farm in uh, in Arizona. All right. I'm unaware of that part of his history, yeah. so I can ask him. Well, uh, you don't have to ask him the rest because I went to see him to ask him about Jimmy Butler. People had told me, and I always liked Jimmy Butler also uh, when he was in Marquette. He said, ah, Jimmy's not the same. And so I go to the locker room. I don't remember who he was with then, maybe Utah. His suitcase is going in the Hall of Fame. I, mean, I can't remember what team. I said, Jay, I have a question. He said, what do you want to know? I said, well, actually, it's about Jimmy. He goes, what? What's happened? I said, has he changed? And he said, yeah. I said, really? That's sad. He goes, I go, why? He goes, money. I go, that's that simple? He goes, yeah, it happens to a lot of guys. Money changes them. And, you know, he wasn't the slightest bit, you know, bothered or didn't, wasn't negative. Yeah, money changed him. He's different. I said, well, it hasn't apparently changed you. I haven't heard the same thing about you. He says, I don't know. Everybody ends up different. I got my pistachio farm in Arizona. Um, I'm good. I go, what? You got a pistachio farm? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the last I heard. I haven't uh, read anything else about it, so you can uh, you can do the follow up work if you'd like. We like those beyond the game stories on Fox Six. That's beyond the game, Homer. They might have to fly us to Arizona and get some field yeah. video. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't know. I don't know what is involved. It could just be a financial investment. Sure. You know, I I can't foresee him. Uh, I don't even know how you farm pistachios. Are you an expert on the farming of pistachios? No, not in the least. No. All right. Onward to the uh, important They're in a shell, though, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can buy them sometimes now after they've already been shelled. 
which seems like the way to go for me, but I'm not a yep. big pistachio guy. I don't know. Are you a pistachio person? You not like not extraordinarily, but I would I would do the same thing you're doing. And maybe you put your hand in the bag, you want to eat them. I don't want right. to have to shut No, it's way too way. much work. I got to get my cashews. Yeah. I don't have to do anything but just grab them and eat them. What the yeah. heck? Is, who, do the, who do the pistachios think they are that they're going to get me to do that much work? Sorry, <laughs> not going to happen. All right, let's get to the uh, important stuff because everything about mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is important. Um, what do you want to lead with? It's like he's in the transfer portal, isn't it? I mean, he's you know he's got under contract to the Packers, but it really has spent a great deal of time talking about other teams and uh, seeming to uh, enjoy being wooed by other teams and speculation. And uh, that's really been my sense in the last week since the last time we talked about Aaron Rodgers, obviously playing at the golf tournament and interacting with fans. There was a lot of that. And then, of course, we learned about the darkness cave experience uh that he has planned so uh i would i would just say he doesn't strike me he strikes me as a free agent more so than a green bay packer yeah he likes that because he could end it in a minute no i think somebody interviewed terry bradshaw who said that at the end of the game the last game when he comes up he says all right we'll be better next year i mean he 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 enjoys this there's just no other way around it because even then he could say hey you know, I'm deciding whatever, uh, nothing's going on. Or I mean, he could end it immediately, right. as as Brady did it. He he chooses not to because clearly he likes it. Yeah, he, but but you know, Brady, I didn't, I don't remember, and even Rodgers in the last couple of off seasons, it was more of the will I play or won't I, for in my opinion at least. Yeah, this one is more like, uh, you know, I'm on the open market kind of, which it just it just kind of strange. But that's kind of the way. Uh, you know, so many college athletes have, have gone. It just seems like, you know, I'm out there shopping around or, or you can shop for me, that sort of thing. Um, maybe it was just this weekend and the interactions, whatever it was. But uh, he doesn't seem like a Green Bay Packer in the way he's carrying himself to me. Um, mm. He just seems like a free agent uh, or, or a, you know, a guy who's trying to be recruited, that sort of thing. Certainly doesn't seem like a guy who's going to retire. Uh, you know, and I still maintain he can back, end up back with the Packers. So, if he's going to end up back with the Packers, you play all this. If, if you're going to end up back with the Packers and you're Aaron Rodgers and the way the season ended and the way the season went, you know you don't you don't announce that two days later because there's just kind of this. Uh, maybe you think I want to be back with the Packers. I'm going to let it breathe and come back around because maybe I would be more welcome after after a period of time than I would have been, uh, you know, right after the season ended with that loss to the Lions. Yeah, I believe whatever you say about that, um, because I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean the one thing we know, he loves the attention. There's no one that can sure. argue that. That's a given. Correct. Because yeah, he could I end agree. it if he wanted. And sure. uh, you're, I, I, I have stood by. I think you made the best statement, and that is, they have to decide if he if he leaves the Packers, who's going to take the blame. Mm-hmm. And you're not convinced. That either side wants to take the blame, and I agree. Like, I sometimes think the Packers would be willing to take the blame. They're just waiting to hear what Rodgers wants. Uh, but but the premise of that is certainly accurate, and if you were around with Favre, you know that, you know, he well, I'm not sure, not sure. And then one year said, yeah, if you need to know now, I'm retiring. And they announced it two <laughs> seconds later. Mm-hmm. And Rodgers isn't going to give him that. No way. Um, so... Um, but I like it. I think he's created this new level that it's now a two-tier thing. That this 
two weeks is all about if he's going to play, not where he's going to play. So it's now he's created a two-tier, a two-level. So when he then says, I'm going to play, <laughs> then there's still the issue of where is he going to play, even though he's allowing that to kind of be the center of attention now. You uh, So where you're coming from, Homer, what's your percentage? Let's go tier by tier then. Yeah. What's your percentage on he plays next year? 100%. Right. And then what's your percentage on where he plays? Uh, well, this is where I need your help. <laughs> because um, I probably lean toward him coming back to Green Bay, but I think it's 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 just a flip of the coin to me. Um, because I'm not sure. It, it all depends on what he wants to do. The Packers will do whatever he wants. That part I'm 100% sure of. They kind of have to. Uh, no, no, they don't. They could say you're coming back. And that means well, you're either retiring or you're coming back. I mean, they could do that. And the same way they could have done that with Devontae Adams. They let him go. They, they traded him because they wanted to trade him. They could have said, look it, you're, we'll franchise it. We want you to play here, and you either play here or retire. Now, players now are kind of, I think Jackson did this, fine, I'll show up, but I get the slightest injury, and I'm not playing anymore. So are you willing to put up that kind of money? But anyway, back to, and the Packers could tell Rodgers, Either playing or retiring. What's he going to do? Right? Don't they have uh, that control? I mean, I, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess. If they wanted him back, but I think they're happy to do it. So what, what control do you think he has? Uh, none. If they have that control, you think he has no control? No. He might have control about whether he gets traded or not. About that, where? Uh, or even in trading. I don't think they want to trade him. I think they're happy to have him for another year. And then work with Jordan Love, but if he wants to go, there they'll send him. So, so so much of the discussion now, of that, what you know, I stated, my opinions. Which do you agree or disagree with? One hundred percent, he's playing. Two, uh, then whether he plays uh, in Green Bay, he'll only go somewhere else if he wants to go somewhere else. Packers wanted to come I, back for one more year. I completely agree. One hundred percent agree with your one hundred percent. If right. that makes sense, yeah, it does. Uh, and I. I would still say Green Bay is okay. the, like, the more likely than any other place. Right. You've convinced me to join your club on that. I think I don't know what the percentage is. How high are you, Green Bay? Are you seventy percent? Yeah, probably somewhere in there. Right. I, I mean, okay. I can I can see a script where he goes somewhere else yeah. uh, you know, at the Packers' behest. But uh, you know, I, I would say more likely still Green Bay. I'm with you on that because uh, he's got to say I want to leave, and I don't think he wants to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if they if Goody walked in and said, "Aaron, if you want to go, we'll be the bad guy." Uh, I don't think I don't think that. I agree. I, I can't I can't fear, sell you, and I'm not. Yeah. I can't buy. I can't. I can't say that anymore because when you have your response, I go, "All right, I got to scratch that." That's so. Then I don't know how does he get traded. Then there's we don't have an answer to that, which means he ends up in Green Bay, right? If you're, yeah. I mean, just if are you, if you're any organization, do you want to play a PR game with the departure of a player like Aaron Rodgers, or in this case specifically Aaron Rodgers? No, do you no, think you no. can win that? No, you can't. You no can't. Way. But if you're so, Goody is so tired of this. All yeah. right. Um, that I want to, <laughs> I want to state that he he'll tell Rodgers we'll take the heat. You want to go? I mean. I would. That's how I would sell it. I'd sell it like you know you you you've been great for this franchise. It's kind of just a, a lie, but I'm trying to pull this off. But every time when you respond, I go, 
Nope, I'm wrong. Ted, TVV, Tim's right. I, I don't think Goody can do that. So that puts him back in Green Bay, right? It's. I mean, yeah. I, I certainly can follow that that scenario. Yeah, it's Absolutely. the most likely one by far. And, and, and his season-ending press conference, uh, Brian Goodekun's season-ending press conference this year, Homer, I think it was, I counted it up. I tried to ask the question, and then it just kind of went in another direction that day. So I, I missed an opportunity, I'll admit that. Because I was counting it as we went along. I think the first 16 questions were about Rodgers or the quarterback situation. Now, six, I mean, and this is not the first offseason lately. 16 questions. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't have fatigue, how does he not? I mean, every year to go through this, it's just a matter of how much that affects the way you do your job or you make a decision for the franchise. Right, and I think his job is easy this year. I think he's making the team better, and he's comfortable with Rodgers coming back, and he's comfortable if Rodgers leaves. I think that that I think that that's right, and I think that Rodgers knows that, and I yep. know I've spoken with you in, in the past. I think this is the first year where I think Rodgers understands someone else has that uh, potential opinion. He's always felt like the Packers had to beg him back, and I don't think he feels that the Packers feel that way this time, and that's a change. Yep. Uh, you got all these clubs I want to join. Round two, <laughs> TVV, uh, next. TVV, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year, Hall of Fame wingman, probably has other awards. He hasn't told about them, and like Jason Wilde, I haven't discovered them yet. Discussing Aaron Rodgers, have we left anything out? I have not addressed his uh, four days in the dark. I'd have no trouble doing that. I'm amazed they ask all these people, oh, I wouldn't do it. You can all do it. You don't want to do it, but anybody could sit in the dark for four days if they had to. Yeah, you want to join my done club? It. Well, I mean, certainly. I mean, you know, certain people have done it over history. and Yeah. I don't want I to do it. I think it's stupid and... to do it. But I'm amazed, TVV, of these things that Rogers has talked about. Had you ever heard of any of them before he brought them up? No, I think that he enjoys that, too. He doesn't want to be the second guy to do something. He wants to be the first guy to do something. He wants to be the first guy. Ayahuasca. How, what was the percentage of people in the world who knew what ayahuasca was versus now aware of it? Uh, this this darkness thing, you know. And before that, really it was pooping it. or something. There was a yeah, that's right. It was something something else. Yeah, there. this is year three of these. Yeah, who would know that he actually goes there? Couldn't he just say he's going there and then he sneaks off somewhere else? But, uh, I guess I pretty much believe him. It it fits his uh, mo brand. Yeah, I, I'm not all the I mean, you said it fits his M.O. Everybody's got their M.O. Everybody's got their M.O. I, I, I know I mentioned it a couple of years ago, Homer. He used to try to be politically correct. Yeah. Once he crossed that threshold, it, it sort of been an entirely different man. I don't know what, was he that beforehand and he was suppressing it? Yes, he, yes, I think, he, oh, I think, okay. I think, and I'd like, like you, I'd like to know who changed him, because yes, somebody said, just be you, and uh, at some point he, he bought into it, huh. right? Yeah, and it was right around the time of the, I would say, right around the time of the, uh, 
the drafting of love. I mean, you know, prior to that, there's certainly uh, memorable things you remember with Rodgers, the R-E-L-A-X and the run the Mm -hmm. table and all that stuff. But that's kind of, you know, football, leader-ish. I'm your guy. Uh, The other stuff started to come out, you know, kind of around the time, at least to my recollection, uh, of the choice of, of Jordan Love. I have, I would like to look at his girlfriend at the time uh, as to the possibility that um, um I would have said Olivia Munt, but um I don't know just in terms of him being it would be normal if the influence came from a girlfriend but that's just a that's a long shot but I think yeah at some point someone convinced him and said just be you come on. And, no. And he has been. Yeah, but my guess is that these were thoughts and things that he had uh, in the past and just didn't talk about them. We knew he believed he saw an alien or something or a ship at some point or, um, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not the slightest bit bothered by the craziness. I don't, um, I think everything comes to how you play. Uh, I said this to Jason, if you play well, then you're eccentric. Uh, if you play poorly, you're you're uh, crazy. And in general, no one has monitored what what people do in the off season, unless you're going to volunteer that, which he now does. No one's going to vol- monitor what you do in the off season in any sport anyway. It's it's based on your production. Once you come back, are you in shape? Are you not in shape? That's basically you know how everybody assesses the start of a training camp or spring training, or whatever it might be. And then how do you play beyond that? So, you know, there are plenty of guys who are doing who knows what uh, in the offseason. It's their business. Yeah, they can. Really. I mean, if he's the first guy to do something unusual, I can't imagine. You know what I mean? But he he volunteers it out there so that it gets different traction. And some of it he volunteers and kind of, you know, take the temperature of the room and and, and see what the response is to that. I I haven't heard, you know, he, he brings up. We had ayahuasca touchdown celebrations. We didn't have the, the pooping touchdown celebrations. I mean, you play some of that out and see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, I now have a uh, – I need your help on this because I don't know that there's any accuracy to it, but um, I think he has an issue with wide receivers. To the ones that have questioned him from Driver to Jennings, and then now there was something from uh, uh, one of the rookies. But it's not – I'm not saying there's anything – but he doesn't seem to have the same bond like – he has all these meals with the offensive linemen. Wouldn't you want to have the most meals with the receivers? Aren't those the people you connect? And then in the off season, he didn't he didn't do anything with them. Maybe he thinks receivers are divas, and uh, he doesn't want to. But explain: Am I making too much of the a consistency of a distance with the receivers? Certainly, when compared to the offensive line. Um, and that's yeah, why I, I think know. he likes I, Randall Cobb so much because they're all divas, but he seems to be different than the rest of them, and that's why he likes him so much. Kill it, know, kill mean, it if you want. Go ahead. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, friendships and personal things; those are that's anybody does that stuff. They do the, the what their own, and right. uh, it's not it's our, not ours to really overanalyze. If you ask me, I would just say, you know, Romeo Dobbs is what twenty two. Right. Aaron Rodgers is thirty eight. Right. Probably not hanging around together. David Bakhtiari is an end to the offensive line group because, you know, he's more, he's not a peer, but he's been around a long time. Right. He's much closer in age. He's had some of the same life experiences. Right. Randall Cobb has had different so life experiences. We had Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and so he yeah. got along Mason with those Crosby. Two receivers. 
You know, I mean, yeah, yeah you get a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. But they had more life experiences. Right. You know, I, I think that they're more parallel. It's, it's hard. And that not, no knock on Romeo Dobbs. It's a different place in life. Different place in life than a 38-year-old. All right, I'll, t- I'll cross off the receivers. Uh, is there something with receivers? I mean, Howie did not understand the necessity to be with them in the offseason this last year. I don't, I don't get that. I, You know, I think that there's a degree of criticism of that, but you really haven't heard that much criticism. I think, you know, football fans would say, why aren't you there? I mean, what does it hurt you to be there? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, by and large, it's just accepted. For the most part, it's accepted, uh, which surprised me a little bit. I have to, I have to admit, I would think that would be a bigger issue. I, but, you know, we all get stuck on certain hills. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, I just I, moved off that hill. I just left that hill. I, I, I went up there, and now I'm now I'm back off it. Uh, do you have a thought on the Super Bowl? And I admit I'm doing this solely for if you're really good at this, I can make some money from your prediction. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Andy Reid is the deciding factor. I'm going Chiefs. Oh, okay. Uh, and any other gem uh, you want to leave? You always have a little gem. Oh, no, I don't think so. All right. That's what's great. And when so. you don't have one, you don't try to invent one. It's either there or it isn't there. I will tell you, I, you know, I, I felt bad for UWM that they lost. The oh, other that day, was the, one of the just, worst, worst losses in the history of basketball. I didn't, it, it how did they, no Green question. Bay is horrible. And how well, did they, they lose they that game? They almost lost to IUPUI. You I know. Know, I was there for a part of that game. And, you know, Green Bay's never going to make three pointers like that again. Oh, all right. That's uh, what it was. I should have I mean, Well, that. not completely. I mean, UWM and Ben Barton Lundy said it after the game. You know, we've lost our edge in the last week. And he's right. That's exactly what they had done. They had been playing with I would have thought they could been... lose their shoes and their uniforms and still beat Green Bay. People so do not understand how bad Green Bay is. Arguably so the they. worst team in the country, and they beat so, a good team. So did they, Homer. They they obviously felt that they could show up and yeah. and they got ahead eleven to two. You know when you when you think and it's a danger being overconfident, and then you get ahead of eleven to two. Right. There's a monster danger of being overconfident. Yeah, it was like Marquette and, being know, up sixteen to three at the in Butler, and then yeah, well, yeah, I, that, you know, but but. You know, Freddie Owens is a is a uh, Milwaukee native, interim coach for Green Bay. You know, I, I'm undoubtedly out of there at the end of the season. Uh, in that little dinky UW Green Bay locker room, which is the, you know in the mecca, you still get that stuff. Homer, you covered games in there back when that was a you know an yeah. NBA arena, and you know for Freddie Owens smiling right there and his team celebrating. I mean, that's college sports. Yeah, I want to tell and, you this. Freddie you know, pulls that off two more. Freddie pulls two more of those. I'm giving him the no. job. <laughs> you check that team's record. They couldn't come within 30 points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you're going to hire Freddie if he wins two more like that. Yes. Yeah. Not going to. Join not my going club. To. We got to finish that. Just now I'm smiling again. I didn't go with the receivers, didn't go with this. All right. Thanks, Steve. I knew we'd end on Green Bay. We had a gem. I didn't think it would be Freddie yes. Owens. Jim, Freddie, get two more. I'll get the I'll get the board there, and I'll be I'll uh, I'll be out in front uh, saying they should hire you. Now you can't beat the worst team in the league. Can't beat IUPUI, but two good, two more beat two more good teams, especially on the road. ETVV, will you come out there? Will you go up to Green Bay with me and uh, with our little things on hire hire Freddie? The uh, influence that we'll have, Homer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. TVV. We got Rain Man next. Caller 5, 1 800 990 3776. Freddy, Freddy, next.
The sports trivia competition not for the weak of heart, not for the everyday man. This is Rain Man. Yes, it is. Rain Man brought to you by Saganiac Planning. The name's synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and they've been doing it for more than 50 years. That's how they're that good. Call Saganiac Planning, 262-783. Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. That number again, 262-783-6161. And Rain Man also brought to you by Cousin Subs. Our contestant, Luke and Oosberg, automatically gets a $25 gift card. And if he wins the contest, which goes until the end of June, he wins Cousin Subs for a year worth about $300. If anything I tell you is wrong, it's not on me. ESPNWisconsinContest.com for all those rules of Rain Man. And who's the leader? And I believe it's uh, Mike in New Mike Berlin, in New with, Berlin eight, with eight correct with answers. Eight. Yes. That was the uh, the first competitor. The very first competitor of the, of the new year. year. Yep. yep. All right, Luke, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Good afternoon. Any resume of Rain Man? Have you done anything of note? Nope, I have not. All right, first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Again, Saganiac Planning. 262-783. Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. You ready to go? Yep. Got two minutes, 15 questions. Three, two, one, go. Head coach with the most wins at Marquette. Uh, Rick Majerus. Incorrect. Who has the most points in the NBA this season? Um, Jason Tatum. Correct. LeBron James, all-time career points, 38,390. How many more does he have than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Two. Incorrect. Who has the record for the most points in the ABA? 13,000 plus. Julia Serving. Incorrect. Best career NBA triple doubles. He has 198. Oscar Robertson. Incorrect. NBA career three-point attempts. Steph Curry is number one. Who's number two? Ray Allen. Incorrect. NBA career three-point attempts. Who's number one for former players? Reggie Miller. Incorrect. NBA career number one in rebounds. Over 23,000. Bill Russell. Incorrect. NBA career playoff points. Who's number one? LeBron James. Correct. He had the most pass attempts in the NFL this season. Patrick Mahomes. Incorrect. Quarterback led the NBA this season. Eight game-winning drives and eight comebacks. Yes. Trevor Lawrence. Incorrect. What current Bucks player told me he owns a pistachio farm in Arizona? Um, pass. He holds the baseball record, 14,053 at-bats. At-bats. Cal Ripken. Incorrect. He holds the baseball record, 2,295 runs scored. Runs scored. Ricky Henderson. Correct. Who said, quote, I lit up Butler coach Thad Mata when he played in college? Um, pass. Pass. One, two. I got three. I have three as well. Oh, man. I thought you'd do better, Luke. We'll see. Head coach with the most wins at Marquette. Come on, tell him. Al McGuire. Al McGuire, 295. Great call on Tatum. He scored the most. All right, LeBron has how many more points than Kareem? Three? Three is correct. This, these you'd help if you listen to the show. Who's got the record for most points in the ABA? <laughs> Louis Dampier. Louis Dampier. Who has the most career NBA triple-doubles? You were close, but he passed him. I didn't realize. Did you know this, Pebble? No. Russell Westbrook oh. is number one. He passed him. All right, NBA career, three-point attempts. You got screwed here. Steph Curry, number one. Who's number two? 
Ray Allen? James Harden. NBA career three-point attempts. Who's number one for former players? Ray that Allen? is Ray Allen. Correct. You should have known this. NBA career, number one in rebounds. 2,000 more than Bill Russell. Who's the answer to everything in the NBA when you don't know? Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain. NBA career playoff points, yes, LeBron. Who had the most pass attempts in the NFL this season? Tom Brady? Yeah, you should have. He should have. Luke should have known that, don't you? Agree? I should have known that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you no way you'd know this, but quarterback led the NFL this season, eight game-winning drives and comebacks. Maybe you could think about it because they won all those games, even though their point differentials suck. Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is correct. And you should have known this. We talked about it today. What current Bucks player told me he owns a pistachio farm in Arizona? Tell him, Pebble. Uh, Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder, yes. He's a current Bucks player. Um, he holds the baseball record most at-bats. Tell him, Pebble, you know that. Most at-bats? Most at-bats. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose is correct. And he holds the baseball record most run scored, Ricky Henderson. And be glad the Hall of Famer isn't on. He would not have been happy with you, Luke. Who said, I lit up Butler coach Thad Mata when he played in college? Tony Smith. Tony Smith is a correct answer. He put up 43 against Butler when Thad Mata was there, uh, like a week or two after he put up 44 against the Wisconsin Badgers, the greatest scoring run in the history of Marquette basketball until who arrived? <laughs> Marcus Howard. Uh, Dwayne Wade. No, nope, no. no. Dwayne Wade never did this. Luke, you need to know about Marquette. You need to know one thing about Marquette as far as a player. That Marcus, Marcus Howard. Howard scored how many points and a half? How many, Luke? Will Chamberlain maybe. but 50 52? In a, in a half, not in a game, in one half. 40? 40 is a correct answer. Yes. Nobody, yeah. nobody, other than possibly Chris O'Toole being the greatest one-eye player ever, has ever 40 points in a half. Find me anybody in the history of college basketball other than maybe uh, Pete Maravich. He maybe did 40 points in a half. All right, Luke, you're disappointed in what you did, aren't you? Yeah, very. very. Next time. All right, next time is right. Yeah, positive, Luke. That's how I'll remember you. Better than three-man, Luke. All right, thanks, Luke. Rain Man, our leader is still... Mike in New Berlin with Mike eight. Mike with eight. How many did you How many did you get, Pebble? Probably uh, seven or eight. At least like seven or eight, yeah. Yeah. I tried to do uh, awards. If... And I didn't throw this one out. If Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had played one year in college... And then gone into the pros. How many points would LeBron James still need to pass him? 6,000? 6,000. Am I a hater? No. The uh, Twitter says not I'm not a hater. Ball, no. 72% say I'm not a hater. Just want everybody to know that. LeBron James is great. I'm not saying that Jabbar is better. I'm just saying the only reason LeBron James has the career points is because Lou Alcindor played four years of college, and he would have been as dominant right out of high school as LeBron James was. We don't have time for the clothes, do we? Oh, we always do. Oh, clothes, please. I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. White people! I will bet anybody. I can't do it. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! thing sucks!